Welcome to another episode. My name is Jose Naharo, and today we're going to take a look at NVIDIA's quarter three earnings. Like always, I have my buddies Bull Solo and Darth Bear to help me keep track on how the company's doing. So let's get started. All the information I've collected either comes from NVIDIA's investors website, Seeking Alpha, Market Watch, or Lazy FA. So if you guys want to do a little more research, I recommend some of those websites. All right, so let's take a look at stock returns. Um, all the information here I collected comes from uh, December 27th, 2019, after hours. So this was Friday after hours. The stock ended at $236.58. In the past year, this company has returned about 77% uh, performance-wise. Year-to-date, 77 um, three months has returned 37.9% and in the past month it has returned 9.29% so this company has been in a nice uptrend since the beginning of the year let's start off with revenue and revenue was 30.1 30.01 billion dollars which was a beat by 90 million and gap earnings per share was a dollar and 45 cents which beat by 20 cents and non-GAAP earnings per share was $1.78, which also beat by $0.20. Cents. So we have revenue beat, we have earnings per share beat. So obviously the first point here has to go to Bull Solo. All right, guys, so now we're going to take a look at comparable sales. Here in comparable sales, we want to take a look at NVIDIA and see how it's doing compared to the same time last year. So since we're taking a look at quarter three for fiscal year of, 20, uh, of 2020, we're taking a look at quarter three of last year. NVIDIA, like I said, made up $3.01 billion this quarter and it's broken down in the following regions. So gaming makes up $1.6 billion of that. Then the next biggest is data center sitting at $0.7 billion, followed by professional vis visualization, which makes up $0.3 billion. Auto, which makes $1.6, which makes $0.16 billion. OEM, which makes $0.143 billion. So gaming this quarter compared to the same time last year is down 6% year to year. Professional visualization is actually up 6% year to year. And I think that's the only one that's up right now. Data center is also down 8% year to year. Auto is down 6%. OEM and others is down 3%, giving the total revenue um, down 5% year to year. So right now I mentioned right right now it's sitting at 3.01 billion dollars, whereas last same time last year was sitting at 3.18 billion dollars. So that's a, a difference of about 160 million dollars um, drop down that that five percent. A few things to know, right? Overall, this company seems to be a GPU business. They do talk about that, even though their products are mainly sold on GPU. This company is more of a software company because they develop a lot of the stuff for artificial intelligence for the data center and for their GPU. It's actually all software implemented. Um, but here, GPU business made up $2.56 billion of that total $3.01 billion. So that's, that's, that's a huge percent. That's over 75% of the business is just based on that. A few things to know is uh, one thing I thought was pretty cool is RTX GPUs, which is the newest GPUs that they just released this past year. Um, was it this past year? They might be a little bit older than one year, but they make up already two thirds of the desktop gaming GPU revenue. So that means that the other one third are 
prior generations. So RTX GPUs are coming in pretty strong and showing how strong the gaming gaming is. Unfortunately, we are seeing total comparable sales down year to year in, mainly, in mostly every segment of the revenue and total revenue is down 5%. So now we're gonna have to actually give a point to Darth Bear. All right, so next we're gonna talk about some things to know. Usually this segment takes a long time. Um, so I'm not gonna read through everything, but I'm just gonna name some key points. Like I said, they're, they have it divided between their segments. They have gaming, data center, professional visualization, and edge computing. I'm gonna leave this slide here. So if you guys wanna pause and read some of these, these are pretty cool. Um, they do talk about how they announced um, collaborations with like Microsoft, Red Hat, BMW, Walmart, a lot of these manufacturing telecommunications for data center, for the auto, in the auto industry, they announced work with uh, Mercedes-Benz, right? How that's still going on. They talk about their, their uh, partnership with United States Postal Service, and they have a lot of, a lot of information here. Um, but like I said, this is too much information that I don't want to go through everything. So if you guys want to pause, definitely take a take a good read of that. If not, let's continue. So for future plans, for the future plans, this company doesn't really show a true roadmap for it. We just know that overall they're trying to improve everything here. So they're they're spending research and development in their gaming, in their professional visualization, in their data centers in auto and in all the others so they are definitely this is a company that's con continuing to spend research and development in this so for that reason i'm gonna have to give a point to bull solo here again because this company does have a strong future going forward all right next let's talk about this shareholder return from this company this company does have a repurchase program but they are putting repurchasing of their stocks on hold at the moment until they close this acquisition with Mellanox. Um, they say that this the closing will most likely occur in the early part of calendar 2020. This company also pays a small dividend, um, very, very small, 16 cents per share uh, for this past quarter. Even though the company is about $200, I'm sure this company has a dividend yield of less than 1%. So even though the shareholder return is pretty small and the repurchase program is on hold, this company does have a form to return to shareholders. So for that reason, I'm going to have to give another point to Bull Solo. Next, let's talk to my about my favorite thing, and this is the balance sheet. First thing we're going to see is this company has a very low debt when we compare it to its current assets. So this company has a debt of $1.9 billion of long-term debt, and these are of senior notes. One is 2.2% interest due on 2021, and the other is... 3.2% due in 2026. So that's 1.9 years away and 6.9 years away. And these these interest rates are so low. This is pretty cheap money. And if I had loans at this small rate, I honestly would not be paying off, um, would be paying off these loans uh, because I know I could use that money elsewhere and be creating bigger assets. And that's what we see this company doing. So if we compare the, the loans, the total amount owed, from this year, um, from October, from this quarter compared to the beginning of the year, they're pretty much the same. They haven't paid down much of the debt. They actually haven't paid off any of the debt, but that is actually okay because this is such a long-term debt, 2021, with a 2.38 interest rate at the moment, which is nothing, right? They can actually be making more money in other investments. But even if they don't, they have 
about 9.77 billion dollars of cash and cash equivalents so this company can actually pay off all its total debt if it wants to another thing we see in this balance sheet is this company has increased its current assets when we compare it to this quarter compared to the same time at the beginning of the year so october 27 2019 compared to january 27 2019 so total current assets at the beginning of the year were about 10.5 billion dollars and right now it's sitting at 12.4 billion dollars so almost an increase of two billion dollars in, in 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 current and total assets next let's take a look at this company's total and current liabilities they are actually at similar levels that they were at the beginning of the year so total liabilities um so long-term debt like i mentioned they haven't paid off but they have enough money to pay that off in full and their total current liabilities are pretty much the same that they have been in in the past quarters so that's a good thing right if this company was able to pay off that to that current liabilities in the past few quarters then it's definitely going to be able to pay it now so like i said this that uh, this balance sheet looks pretty good to me i like how it has high cash i like how it has very low debt compared to that cash i like how it has increased increase of current assets total assets have also increased and at the moment total and current liabilities have me have remained flatlined so these are good reasons for me to give another point to bull solo so a few more points about this company's balance sheet and cash flow ca um, statement that i think are, are worth mentioning um the accounts receivable at the end of the quarter was 1.46 billion compared to 2.2 billion a year earlier so what is account receivables for those that don't know this is how much money the company is waiting to get paid back because sometimes when they sell products they sell it on a credit and they're expect they're waiting for this money to come in um so right and last year they had 2.2 billion dollars of, of credit waiting to come um to come back into the company right now they have 1.46 billion so that means uh that they have less money owed to them and that's always a good thing and they say here that the main reason for this happening is the days that this credit is due back then they used to take a company 63 days um, before they were able to pay down their bill now it's taking their customers 44 days for the company to pay down its bill so that has helped out with this accounts receivable going down um, inventory at the end of the quarter was 1.05 billion compared to 1.42 billion a year earlier again it's pretty good to see that inventory coming down cash flow from operating activities was 1.6 billion dollars up from 487 million dollars a year ago and the big reason for this was again because of that that the companies are able to pay back that credit they owe the company at a faster rate and free cash flow was 1.54 billion dollars this quarter compared to 337 million dollars a year ago so we can see that's another reason why i gave bull solo this point things are looking pretty good in the balance sheet and the cash flow um, statement and the balance sheet and cash flow statement is i believe one of the strongest places where you can really determine how a company is doing and we can see here that the company is doing really good now let's take a look at how the outlook uh, the outlook of this company is looking based on the company itself unfortunately they downsized their quarter four guidance they see revenue between 2.89 billion dollars to 3.01 billion dollars where originally the consensus was 3.08 billion dollars so that's definitely not a good thing to see that just the quarter before happening 
they downsize their guidance. They do mention though that this guidance does not include any contributions from the pending acquisition of Mellanox. But that's to be understandable, right? Because they do mention that Mellanox acquisition is not to happen until the earlier year of 2020. For the upcoming quarter, they see strong growth in data center. They expect um, strong growth in data center, but they do expect the offset to be a huge decline in GeForce notebook GPUs and modules for gaming platforms. So we're going to see, right? I definitely don't see that. I don't like this downsize of quarter four guidance. So I'm going to have to give a point to Darth Bear here. Next, let's take a look at the outlook based on analysts. The first thing we're going to see is earnings per share is growing. For January, for this, this fiscal year, the company is expecting to make earnings per share of $5.56. For the next year, this company is actually expected to make $7.21. That's a huge growth of earnings per share. Unfortunately, even with that $7.21, um, this gives the company a forward PE ratio of 32.83 for next year. 32.83 is kind of high for my taste usually for companies that are that are in the tech industry i like to give uh i i would be okay with the 25 pe ratio um so 32.83 is kind of high this company is actually also seeing re strong revenue growth this year this company is expected to see 10.78 billion dollars and next year this company is expected to see 12.84 billion dollars so we see that strong growth in revenue as well so my thoughts first let's start off with cons this is actually one of the first times that to me the only con i have with this company with what i saw today was that it has such a high forward pe ratio like i said that 32.83 is so high is it's pretty high for my taste compared to to how i normally like it ideally the pe would be about 25 which would mean this company would be something I would like to get into below $180. I, have, I do have a lot of pros in this company. They have increasing earnings per share and revenue for next year. They have a healthy balance sheet. They have low debt, they have high cash. Um, they're, they're having an increase in their, in their cash flow from operations and in their free cash flow. They have some form of shareholder returns. And they're also focused on strong, on strong future products, right? They are working on a lot of artificial intelligence, on machine learning. They're working on self-driving cars. They're working in the gaming industry. They're working, and there are they have plenty of research and development to increase this. Um, they're working in all types of, of forms with artificial intelligence, like we saw, right? They're doing um, companies with retail companies. They're doing finance companies. They're doing all types of companies and they're making big moves with a lot of big names like Microsoft, Red Hat, UPS, and all these companies. At the moment, I might buy a very small position because it has such a PE ratio that I would not buy a, a, a normal position. But I do believe even though this company does have a high PE ratio, this company has a strong future. I would buy heavy, very heavy, below $180. And I honestly wish I did this video about three to four months ago where I would have realized that this company is truly undervalued. But unfortunately, I did not. And I do not like to buy companies that I don't know how things are going. 
So I hope you guys enjoyed this video. Let me know what you guys thought. Make sure to post in the comments. See you next time and have a good day.